Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackline, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're diving into the over the weekend signings, the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to make some splash signing Isaac Siumalu to a three-year deal. Leaves a lot of questions to the offensive line and what's to come with Kevin Dotson. On top of that, still expecting Bud Dupree to come to Pittsburgh at some point. Plenty of moves to be made. What has happened? What will come? We're going to dive into all of it. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in the burg. It was a good weekend. It was very, very cold outside, but overall... It was a good weekend. Pit, uh, pit, pit season is no more. But it was a good run. How you feeling, my friend? It was good. Um, feeling good. It was a good run for Pit. Um, it was fun to cover them this season. Um, it was. It is not fun waking up the morning of an off season. You know, you feel no. you feel kind of not relieved, but you know, there's kind of things will slow down, and that is kind of a double edged sword. You know, you yep. know, you more chance to rest, but also. I don't know. You just want things to happen. Um, yep. And and I, I was kind of hoping Pitt would make a longer run than they did, but it's never fun waking up the morning of, of the first morning of the offseason. No, no, I 100% agree. It's a it's that 10 minutes of, wow, dude, I get to sleep and like breathe and not look at my phone every second of every day. Mm-hmm. But then that 10 minutes goes by and you're just like, wow, I'm bored. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would absolutely I would love something to do. Yeah, 100% agree. Good thing spring football's here, and you know we got Pitt's got two new two new uh, quarterbacks. Let me ask this before we dive into Steelers, because I'm sure there's a lot of Pitt fans that watched the game yesterday. Is this something that could carry over? Do you think Jeff Capel has his hands and his grip on this team, and is Pitt back? Absolutely, I, I think so. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons why you can be optimistic. You can allow yourself to be optimistic about the future. Um, front court's really young; they'll get. Blake Henson and Federico and those two twins back. And then they've got a recruiting class that's like top 25 in the country coming in oh, at exactly nice. the positions they need. Um, they'll get uh, two new two new guards. Um, they've got maybe Dior Johnson coming back. That remains to be seen. Um, there's still some talent there. Um, it'll They'll be significantly younger. But I quite honestly, they could be more talented next year than they were this year. Wow, that's actually very exciting. I, I – mm-hmm. I was not a college basketball fan ever my entire life outside of GMAC. Very much so enjoyed this season. It was a great time. I hope it continues because watching pit basketball, it was more exciting than pit football. If we're being honest because yeah, no, I, you know, I don't think that's off base at all. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. College basketball. You can do anything, you know, mm-hmm. and Cinderella stories are born all the time in college football. If you're not Alabama, if you're not Georgia. Chances are you, you you're peaking somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is an exciting season. Had a lot of fun. Appreciate, uh, all the work that you did for me and everybody else that follows along, obviously let's dive into some Pittsburgh Steelers football over the weekend. They signed Isaac Siumalu to a three year deal. A second Philadelphia Eagles offensive lineman, Andy Weidel is putting his paw prints all over the Steelers free agency. This time it seems as if those questions that we had with Nate Herbig have been answered. The, will he compete for Kevin Dotson's job? Does this mean that the Steelers are moving on from Kevin Dotson so far, or so on and so forth. Siumalu kind of says yes. The answer there is, uh, 
yes, I'm the starting left guard. If I'm healthy, he has struggled with injuries the last two years, but he comes in here. I think the next question is, do you view Nate Herbig as Kevin Dotson's full-on replacement to the point where Kevin Dotson will go from starting 17 games last season to not being on the roster come the start of 2023? You know, I, yes, uh, I do think Nate Herbig is, is going to take over as the full-time starting right guard. Am I correct? No, right no. Guard left guard would be Siumalu. Herbig would be the backup. Right guard. Would be the backup. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Dotson's, Kevin Dotson's getting pushed out of the picture. Um, and there's no kind of two ways about it. There's no way around the fact that he's got two players in front of him that are clearly better than him. Um, yeah. And yeah, Simalo struggled with with injuries and stuff like that, but that's why you have Nate Herbig. Um, maybe, I, you know, you might consider keeping Dotson around for for some depth, but I don't know. You you can probably get more value from a trade than you can from keeping him on the roster. Yeah, and I think the Steelers have kind of you know sorted out their plan already. People were getting on me last week because they were saying, "Oh, well, the Steelers." have looked at early options at center. And I guess they have, but it wasn't like the top. It wasn't a first round, second round guy. It's all the second, third round round picks where you could get them at 49, maybe 80. That is, I think, where the Steelers are looking when it comes to a center so that they could add depth behind Mason Cole because I don't know if Nate Herbig could play center, and I know Kevin Dotson does not play center. And then you keep Nate Herbig as your backup swing guard and then you move on from Kevin Dotson. The question now is, what do you get for Kevin Dotson? Where do you do you get? He was a fourth-round pick. He's got plenty of starting experience. He's definitely got upside. If the Duke could stay healthy, he's a, he's a quality starter. I mean, maybe not a high-end starter, but he, I think he sits there right with Nate Herbig. He's just, you know, his time in Pittsburgh is over. What do you think you could get for Kevin Dotson in a trade? You could get a late-round pick. Um I don't know. You you're looking for something of equal of equal value, but I don't think you're going to necessarily get that. Yeah. You're I don't know what the proper term for this is, but you're kind of taking a discount on Kevin Dotson. Mm-hmm. You used a fourth round pick on him, and it was not a miss, but it wasn't everything you kind of hoped he would be. Yeah. And with those injury concerns, you're going to have to your your return compensation for him is going to be lesser than than what his original value was. I agree. I, let, let me lay out a situation for you. I'm pulling up Kevin Dotson's how many starts he has during his career. So he started all 17 games last year. He's got 30 starts, 39 games in three seasons with the Steelers. Draft night, because I think a, a trade could get done on draft night. Let me toss this scenario at, at you. Kevin Dotson sitting there are the Steelers. They obviously don't have a fifth round pick. Kevin Dotson's are... are whoever's on the board, Kevin Dotson's up for a trade. The Steelers offer whoever who needs a left guard, Kevin Dotson, and maybe next year's sixth or one of their sevenths for that fifth-round pick. Do you think that's a trade that gets done, especially on trade on draft night where I, I feel like the value of players for trades is at its highest? Yeah, that sounds like it. I mean, if I'm an opposing team that needs a left guard or needs a guard, that's – that sounds pr- like that does not sound unreasonable at all to me. Um, the very least, you're getting uh, like 
quite honestly, the difference between a fifth and a seventh round pick, to me, that just feels that feels closer to just a pick swap than well than anything else. You could find a fifth. I feel like is still riding that. There's potential. You know what I mean? Like like a guy could slide. I, you're not wrong. Like Marcus Allen was a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's a seventh round value, obviously. <laughs> right. You know Mark Robinson was a seventh round pick. Isaiah Loudermilk was a fifth round pick, seventh round value. But there also are, are guys like I think Quincy Roche was a sixth or fifth round pick or something like that. And mm-hmm. the Steelers had him valued a lot earlier. But I I don't think it's a major upgrade. But I think to get a fifth, I mean you could use a fifth. You know right. you could. You could swap out a fifth and trade for next year, mm-hmm. trade for another position, go find a backup tight end. The Steelers went on a mm-hmm. on a rampage a couple of years ago where they were just shipping out fifth round picks for and fourth round picks for whatever they could get their hands on. Like Isaiah Loudermilk got traded for a fourth round pick. They they moved into the fifth round. Uh, Vance McDonald a couple of years ago was a fourth round pick, maybe a fifth round pick. Nick Vanette a couple of years ago was a fourth or fifth round pick. The Steelers love sending their fifth round picks. So if you could get another one, I think you can move it, but I agree. I think that that makes a lot of sense for the Steelers. You look at Kevin Dotson and it doesn't make any sense to cut him. You know, worst case scenario, you keep him on this roster for all of 2023, even if he's inactive, because there is literally zero point in moving on from him on a rookie deal, especially when you have one year left on a rookie deal and you could trade him by the deadline. Like even if it doesn't happen, Right now, if it doesn't have to happen by the draft, if he goes into the summer and he doesn't get the starting job, then at some point during the season, somebody's going to lose an offensive lineman and they're going to call for Kevin Dotson and say, hey, look, we'll give you whatever. It's the Mason Rudolph situation. Mason Rudolph is worth literally nothing right now. He's sitting on the open market, not doing anything whatsoever. Week eight of the NFL season, Mason Rudolph is worth a lot, like a lot. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Dotson's value is going to decline no. by sitting by sitting behind behind these two guys that we mentioned. Um yeah, it can't especially if he's resting up those ankles and making sure he's not getting into injury trouble. Like yep. that's that's ideal uh for both him and and the Steelers quite honestly. Like his value goes up. He'll get a chance to prove himself. He could get a chance to prove himself on another team and and keep his career going in that way. Um but yeah, you can't let him you're not going to cut him and let him walk for nothing. That's... No, there's n- there's no way. It doesn't make any sense. If he was expensive, yes, but he's he's one of the cheapest members of your roster, so you mm-hmm. might as well keep him around. Do you think that? Because in my head, this is how this is how the tables have have laid themselves out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The groundwork is there. They bulked up the interior of the offensive line, which which was it, their highest concern. We we said that from the Senior Bowl of mm-hmm. it's not really the tackles; it's definitely the interior. Well, they went out and they got two guys that they feel rather comfortable with on the interior. I think Siumalu offers veteran experience. You know, it was a young offensive line. People last year were talking about James Daniels was the leader. James Daniels is only 25 years old, 26 years old. He's very young. Mm -hmm. So you bring in Siumalu, who will be 30 years old by the start of the season. That's, That's the veteran leadership. You've now filled the interior offensive line. Now... I think the Steelers, just in my, you know, connecting the dots here. I look at the Steelers. Do you hear my cat, by the way? No. No, he's over here having a whole conversation <laughs> with us. He's like, really? They're gonna they're gonna get rid of Kevin Dotson? He's talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the way I look at it, the Steelers have laid the groundwork now to the interior has filled. Their chances are 17 is still a corner. I have a hard time believing it's not a corner. Or Brian Branch. Like it's it's a defensive back 
to some degree. Mm-hmm. 32, I think, is now open for a tackle or an inside linebacker. And I think that's where they're going with either of them. What an inside linebacker, you really. Dude, they took Trenton Simpson out to dinner and people were getting on me. They were like, they're like, well, they took the quarterbacks, but they didn't take Kenny Pickett out to dinner. Yeah, dude, they didn't do anything with Kenny Pickett. They they told the world we do not like Ken- Kenny Pickett. Thought they did not like Kenny Pickett. And then they were just like, ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So uh, this year they don't have to do that because nobody likes the inside linebackers. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like like we talked about this before coming on, like a nose tackle would be really nice. And nose I, tackle would be very nice. And I don't know. I feel like that's a more pressing need than what, they, and like you said, no one likes the inside linebackers this year. There's no reason they couldn't get value like with pick 40. What's it? 49. 49. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, like 32. I, I think I'd go with the defensive lineman on that. I mean, it all depends on who's there, but yeah. Yeah. But do you still, I, I agree. I, if I'm pit drafting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, nose tackle, like that defensive, big, big defensive lineman in the middle is priority two for me outside of cornerback. What about a tackle? What about an offensive tackle? Dewan Jones, they brought in for a visit. Um, I believe that's it for right now. Darnell Wright, I believe, might be on their list. If not, they've met with Darnell Wright a couple of times. He might be sitting there. Do you do you see an offensive tackle? Do you see them going to replace the offensive line, really? No, I don't, I don't actually see them going into this draft thinking, oh, we've got to get a day one starter right away. Um, okay. I, I I don't know. Like, I think we talked about this at the end of the season. Like, that offensive line showed improvement, and they were not, by the end of the year, they were not they were not the worst unit in the league, like we all kind yeah. of expected them to be at the beginning of the year. And you made upgrades this offseason already. I, I don't think there's any pressing need, much more pressing need now to to draft offensive linemen. If Dewan Jones is there at 32, there's no way you – you pass that up, right? You just right. take him. The right. upside is there. Even if he doesn't start right now, you just look right. at him and go, well, that's a guy that could start right. at left be, tackle. That guy could time. start and be incredible. And, yeah. you know, the um, so I don't think you can pass that up. Other than that, I'm not sure what, like, bar, you know, barring Skaronsky or, or um, Paris Johnson, like, unless one of those top-end guys falls really far unexpectedly, there's not going to be – I don't think there's going to be an outside, a, a tackle outside of Jones that's – That has that, that value. Right. That That is worth that pick there for the Steelers. Yeah, I could see that. I could agree with that one. I think either way it's a win. Like if the Steelers just replace Kevin Dotson this offseason and they give Dan Moore Jr. another year, or if they draft somebody that they say, well, you know, you could you could wait and we'll see what happens here. I think that's a win. Like that's you've you've upgraded the offensive line enough to say you've tried. This is this is an improvement. I think it sends a clear message. I think just to wrap up the Siumalu talk here, I think what it did was say we are done messing around on the offensive line. Like we are we are that is not going to be the reason that we are not successful. If it's Kenny Pickett, then it's Kenny Pickett. If it's Najee Harris, then it's Najee Harris. But we're done with all the if it's Matt Canada, it's Matt Canada. Almost forgot about that one. If, <laughs> but it's not going to be our offensive line's really bad, so that we have an excuse to give these guys everybody another shot. You know, I think that their message was very clear. 
I'm all about it. I think it was the right move. I think fans should be excited about it. Now it's now it's about what comes next. And I think what does come next is the defense. I think the Steelers are, are almost done there. There's a name, according to reports over the weekend, the Tennessee Titans and safety Kevin Biard. Byard. Byard. Wow, that's a way easier way to say that last name. Byard. Um are in disagreements right now. The Titans asked Byard to take a pay cut. Byard said no. He's set to make $19 million this year, but he's got a $13.6 million cap hit. So our dead money hit. So you save $6 million if you get rid of him. In the meantime, C.J. Gardner-Johnson signing one-year deals for $8 million last night to the Detroit Lions, which you shake your head and you say, that's crazy. But, like, look at the years past. Outside of, like, that, there's always the one safety that signs a bonkers deal. And then the rest of them, everybody's just like, well, I'm, I'll just take what I could get, I guess. Like, well, I remember the one year Tyron Matthews signed for, like, $4 million with the Saints, mm-hmm. and the Steelers were over here contemplating drafting. It was the year they drafted Terrell Edmonds. And... Matthew signed a, a $4 million deal or whatever somewhere. It might've even been Houston. I think it was Houston. And I just remember thinking the Steelers should have never drafted Terrell Edmonds. They should have <laughs> just went. And every year you could do this. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's, it's Bayard. I'm never going to remember yeah, that Byard. name. Bayard. If he does get caught, cut, I believe him, maybe John Johnson still on the, the market. Taylor Rapp still on the market. Is that do you, do you just think this? Do you realistically think the Steelers make a push for this guy, considering that he's going to be thirty years old and twenty five year old CJ Gardner Johnson just went for eight million dollars? Yeah, I just don't know how far from that nineteen million dollar figure he's going to drop. Like there is going to be a drop, but I don't know. No one goes from, million dollars though. No There's one no goes. Way. From, yeah, but no one goes from making nineteen million dollars to making seven million dollars. Like for him to drop below. 10 would really really surprise me because he's still like a good player like you know i understand 30 is 30 and that's like he still had like 100 tackles and yeah yeah yeah. he's got nine picks in the last two years right and an all pro right this is he's still a really good player and i still i don't know there's one the cj gardner johnson thing like completely threw off but that's what happens every year Every single look at the let me read off. This is like the top of we've been going off the 33rd teams like rankings or whatever. Jesse Bates got a bonkers four year, $64 million deal, which is that's the deal. You know, that's the one big one. Then Gardner Johnson, Chauncey Gardner Johnson got one year, 8 million. Jimmy Ward got two years, 13 million. Von Bell, three years, 22.5. Then it's Jordan Pyre, Poyer, two years, 20, 12.5. Julian Love, 2.12. Juan Thornhill, 321, like Donovan Wilson, 321. Then you're going to get into like the Terrell Edmonds territory right there. Like no one guy got over $10 million a year, one player. And he, there's no way, there's no way this guy gets released from the Titans and he's immediately, immediately has a higher value than CJ Gardner Johnson. I just, well, yeah, but yeah, but just they're, they're, not rele- they're not releasing him because he's thir- – I don't know. I no, no, like they're has- releasing him because they're looking to save some money. Right. They want him to take a cap hit or right. to take a, to take a, a pay cut. But right. it it won't ha- – I mean, they that's their own fault, though, at the same time. They backloaded this deal 
outside of like year two. His deal went, his cap hits went, wow, I take that fully back. They have pushed this value as far as they possibly could go. They have two void years in this already that have $6 million hits. Every single year, his dead money has been just about, if not over $20 million. This is the lowest. Mm. Next year, it's still at $8 million, and he's set to make 17 in the last year of his deal. That's just wild. Wild how bad they've constructed constructed this. But I think that's it. Like He got that really good deal. He got the Minka Fitzpatrick deal, and now he's at the end of his career, and the Titans are like, well, we stink, so let's get rid of you. So you're telling me that if he does hit the market, you think he's still worth $10 million plus? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you think I he'd sign for $10 million plus? Yes. I think he will. I think, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I'd okay. say I'd put the over under at like nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine. All right. So where's, where's your cutoff for the Steelers? Where's your, uh, the Steelers should not touch this guy anymore. Eight. Oh, I, I, you I think, think he's out of their price range? I think so. I don't okay. think they really need him that much. I mean, after resigning K- KZ, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. But they not need that third that. safety. They've been loving that third safety look. Like, they're going to bring a third guy in here. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to bring somebody in here. My thought is it should be above Terrell Edmonds, not below Terrell Edmonds. Like, the, if Terrell Edmonds is the line and you're going, well, we're bottom, bottoming out at Terrell Edmonds, it should not be anybody below Terrell Edmonds. But I think there's yeah. maybe, like, two names that you are like above quality. Terrell Edmonds. You mean like quality of player, not necessarily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quality of player. So like who? The two names I have are John Johnson and Taylor Rapp. Who? And maybe Adrian Amos. But Adrian Amos is older. So how much you think, like what's what's your price range for Johnson? and Johnson's Johnson's a two-year, 10 million, maybe $12 million guy. $6 million a year. Easy. And I think with Omar Khan, that's that's closer to 10 than it is 12. Rap, I would say, is closer to 10 than it is 12. Same deal. Adrian Amos, I think you could get for like a one year, four million dollar deal. Boom, yeah. bring him in here. I think yeah, I think I don't as think, of right Terrell Edmonds is going for like maybe two million for a one year deal max. Really? That yeah. 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 Think of the think think of the contracts around him right now. The mm. the contracts around Terrell Edmonds, these are literally the names. Right above and right below him. Mike Edwards went one year, $3 million deal to the Chiefs. And Deshaun Elliott went a one year, $1.7 million deal to the Dolphins. And after that, nobody's close. The Steelers gave DeMonte KZ a two year, $6 million deal. That is the highest number that you'll get for the rest of this, for the rest of the board there. There's no way Terrell Edmonds re- like signed somewhere for less than KZ signs. I think he could sign in Pittsburgh for less than KZ signed just because he waited. I think the longer you wait, the more you're hurting your, your market. If you're a safety, but he's better. He's like, he's, he would get more than that from someone else. You think? Yeah. Last year, he didn't get more than $2.5 million from anywhere else. But he had, I don't know. He's he had, he didn't have a bad year. He definitely had a better year this year. I would say right. So, he, like, he only increased his value. Like, he only—I don't know—that two million. Actually, technically, he didn't. Technically, last year he had, last year he had a two interception, one sack, eighty-nine tackle season. 
This year, he had a no interception, two sack, 70 tackle season. And he was hurt for two games. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he didn't. Maybe he didn't. I'm just saying, like, the safety value is so bad. It's the worst. It's the most. People talk about running back all the time. And, oh, well, the running backs don't get paid. I'd hate to be a running back in the NFL. I would hate to be a safety. I would hate it with my whole heart to be make me a cornerback. You make so much money as a cornerback. You make no money whatsoever as a safety. I mean, even Von Bell's or not Von Bell's uh, Jesse Bates's four years, $64 million is like what? $12 million, $13 million a season. Mm. Like that's, that's not a lot of money. That's a very cheap deal for Jesse Bates. Who's the fourth best safety in the NFL. Like, Mm. It just it just I would hate to be a safety. I think Terrell Edmonds signs for cheaper than KZ and starts all season that's, long. That's crazy, man. Like I would be I'd be livid if I had to sign for less than my backup. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agree. I think Terrell Edmonds has a value. I think the safety position has a value, but I do not see But the they don't. The NFL just doesn't view that position as one of value. They just say anybody could go back there and play safety. You can send me back there. I'll play safety. That's how they look at it. So I think it's Edmonds as of right now, just because of how close we are getting. But if they go anywhere below him, like Duran Harmon's there, I guess he played for New England, didn't he? At some point, he sure did. Yeah. Is he worth it? Um, probably not anymore. He was real good in his prime, but probably not anymore. It's like he's... it's been a while since he's on the wrong side of thirty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's thirty-two. He's a little up there. Mm-hmm. He's a little up there. Didn't rank very well. But that's what I'm saying. There's nobody left. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers have to make a move. I think they're waiting on fired. And if not, I think they they could go NFL draft. But I don't know. I I just, whoever it is, it's going to be cheap. And that just stinks because I think they had an opportunity to get somebody big. I still think they do have an opportunity to get somebody big, which kind of leads to our next topic of conversation of what's next. I think a lot of people see Bud Dupree as like that guaranteed signing the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely going to make. I feel like there's another couple of names out there. I've heard a couple of names who've been signed over the weekends that the Steelers obviously didn't, you know, land a deal with, but they've been negotiating pretty much everywhere. Let's start with Bud Dupree. I mean, the days have gone. We're a weekend away from his. He's been released. Reports came out that the Steelers wanted to check his medicals. Nothing. We're here on Monday, still nothing. Are we? Are you getting like that thought of, uh, well, maybe, maybe it's over. I don't know about over, um, but I think I don't think the Steelers are going to be the most aggressive team going after him. I think they're going to be okay. patient, um, and I don't think they're worried about what kind of other offers he's getting. I think they think that they can, they can live without Bud Dupree. Yeah, um, but if they can get him. For the right for the right price, they'll they'll absolutely spring for it. Um, but yeah, I do I I do think they've I do think the initial reports about oh this was a slam dunk signing for them were maybe a little overstated. Yeah, I heard that they wanted to bring him in in a physical. This is what I was told that they wanted to bring him in for a physical, see if his knees held up. He wanted to see if he had any market anywhere. I can't imagine that he does. Like I can't imagine somebody else is out there looking to bring Bud Dupree in to like, cause like, what are you doing with him? You know, that's my question is if you're another team, are you looking to like make him a starter and like give him an opportunity to like 
on a one-year deal to like prove himself and say, Hey, well, I'm still here. He's 30 years old. I get that. Like he's an outside linebacker. He doesn't have time left. His NFL season is quickly coming or his NFL campaign or career is quickly coming to an end. So why are you, you know, like, what are you going to do with him? I think in Pittsburgh, it's just like, Hey, come in here, be a backup, fill, fill a good role, play with guys that you know, and that you like, and, and try to win. And try, try to win. win. Yeah, right. like you're on a good team. The fans already like you. It just like there's upside here. You know, I went on a, a rant on Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. On my my to go on Friday was talking about how because Patrick Peterson said it himself, the Steelers window is open. And I started sitting down thinking about it. And I was like, the Steelers window is open. It is most certainly open. They have a three year window. It is officially open this season. Are they going to win it? I don't know. The you know, do they have a real opportunity? I don't know. But it's opened. The window is the window is certainly there, and it's much more open than it was the last two years of Ben Roethlisberger's career. So you have the pieces here. If you're Bud Dupree, you got to be looking at this, just saying it is what it is. It, do you think that it's a, a money thing? Do you think that Bud Dupree's sitting here saying, "Well, you know, if, if Pittsburgh's going to offer me four million. I think I can make ten million somewhere." I, I I would not be shocked if that's his thought process. Um, it might be a little misguided. Yeah, um, <laughs> it could be a little bit misguided. But yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. I think once you get guys like this who are this old and have proven themselves a little bit and have made that much money, they don't like stepping backwards, you know? Um no. that's not that would that would involve them kind of admitting that they are over the hill and that I don't think guys like this want guys like Bud Dupree want to do that. And I think they they have a little bit of pride still left in their in their game and they want to to not just prove that, like it's one thing to prove it on the field, but I feel like they think they've done that already, and it's yes. time for them to get their due. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do think that they're and just to, I mean, like I, I wasn't really aware of who was still on the market, but the market's still there. Are I mean, tons Robert, of names left. Yeah, Carlos Dunlap's still out there. Robert Quinn. I know these are all older guys, but Bud Dupree's an older guy too. Um, L.J. Collier is still out there. Jadavion Clowney, Frank Clark, Justin Houston, Mario oh. Addison, Carl Nassib still out there. Bruce Irvin's still out there. Dante Fowler Jr. still out there. There's definitely still names to where the Steelers, Melvin Ingram's still out there. Like there's there's still Shaq Lawson. You know, him and Kenny Pickett already have history. Like, <laughs> yeah. Easy bring them in, you know. One quarterback, one quarterback fight to another. Larry Ogunjobi sitting next to Shaq Lawson. It's I, I think that the market, maybe it's still both ways. Maybe it's the Pittsburgh Steelers saying. Look, man, you could go find your money. Go ahead. But when Frank Clark signs for six, seven million dollars a year, mm-hmm. you know, just just be aware we're dropping the price tag and it's going to be very, very significant. But I agree. I think that I don't think the market is, has shown itself at outside linebacker yet. I think it's kind of just it's been a slow and steady like Zach Allen signed for a major deal. But besides that, like it's been very low ball numbers. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely. uh I could definitely see that happening. Do you see other positions the Steelers target this week? Uh, Zach Gentry still out there. Uh, they still, like we said, don't have a safety. Uh, they don't have an outside linebacker. Derek Watt is still a free agent. So you have to think maybe he's on their market as well. Um, and they still don't have like, they do have a slot corner in Arthur Millette, but you got to question if that's their move going forward. And then wide receiver. I've been told that they've been looking at wide receivers, even though they haven't landed any. Do you see anybody else coming? Wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiver and corner would, uh, the fact that they haven't re-signed Zach Gentry seems 
wild to me. Like that yes. seems like one of those like slam dunk, like this should be easy for both sides. Um, I don't think one more linebacker is coming. I feel like one more offensive lineman is coming. Uh, oh, okay. Just like a, just like a depth piece. Um, I don't know. I don't think they want to go heavy on the offensive line in the draft. And that's what makes me think that, um, just don't like love the the prospects and what they can get at their picks. So I would, I'm kind of looking out for one more offensive lineman and yeah, I guess a safety. Cause I don't. Yeah. I think they're, it's like assume they'll bring in a safety at some point, even if it's not a, uh, even if it's not in free agency, they'll probably draft one. Like they're not going to get rid of the three safety. They loved the three safety role last year. They loved like KZ played a huge chunk of those snaps. And Tur- that's all Terrell Austin talked about. At the end of the year was three safety sets. We love the three safety sets. And it was like, okay, sounds good, man. Like we knew, we knew that we, we got it. Thanks buddy. Uh, just looking at the tight end market. There's first off, Zach Kentry is on the 33rd team is listed last as the last tight end available, uh, which is not a good starting point, mm-hmm. but there is still so many names out there. So many Irv Smith is still out there. Uh, Foster Monroe is still out there. Anthony Frisker, Blake Bell, blocking tight ends. Um, Cameron Bray got released. Eric Tomlinson's a big blocking tight end. Jesse James, you could bring back. I mean, Max Williams, big blocking tight end. OJ Howard's still out there. There's still so many, so many names that I think they might, they might just wait it out. Say, hey, whatever. Like, you know, there's been years like they lost Jesse James to a big deal. I don't think those are coming this year. I don't think there's a tight end market because the, because the NFL draft, I think that's the thing is the Steelers look at a lot of this and say the NFL draft offers so many candidates in these positions that we might as well see what happens before we make our a commitment to anybody. Because last year we found ourselves with a backup quarterback. That's $10 million and wasted a seventh round pick on a backup quarterback that we want to be a backup quarterback. Let's not do that again this year with the guy like Zach Gentry outside linebacker. I see coming. Uh, safety I see coming uh, offensive lineman would be surprising but I would not be I would not be against it whatsoever and then I see a wide receiver coming at some point just uh just just a a smaller name I think a lot of people are like hey shoot for the stars I had a lot of people texting me hey do you think Adam Thielen's an actual option for the Pittsburgh Steelers no I didn't think he was an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers but I could see them getting a smaller name just to say hey let's you know yeah, I mean, they're add to the group. There's some guys like, I mean, Zach Pascal is a free agent. Yeah. Um, Rashad Perryman, Isaiah McKenzie. That's a that's an interesting uh, Isaiah one. McKenzie is certainly an upgrade from Steven Sims. Right, right, right position. Uh, definitely a talented guy, proven guy. Yeah. Um, Kick returner, Carter. punt returner. Right. Like, there, there are actually a lot of pretty valuable receipts. Like, there's some names here that you could, you could work with. Um, yeah. Somebody yeah. asked me McCole Hardman. I think he's a great fit, but I think he's going to go for yeah, he's he's a good, good chunk of money. Yeah, too much money. But like Marvin Jones is out there, Jarvis Landry's yeah. out there. Yeah, they're like like there are a lot, a lot of names that you could that you could bring it. Chris Conley, mm. a little bit of a sleeper out there. You know, there's a lot of names that you could bring in here and say, okay, like a very cheap deal, one year deal. Just to say, we need depth because I think it's sleeping on a lot of people right now that the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver depth chart currently looks like George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Austin, Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah, that's like that's it. 
That's the that's the, we they went from eleven wide receivers last year to letting all of them hit the open market and just saying, Yeah, well, you know what? It, it is what it we'll is. We'll see what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see a wide receiver coming and then add another one in the draft. I'd rather have more than less. Mm-hmm. And I think you need a depth piece. They don't have any depth right now. I think they were also lacking depth on the outside last year. They would like to add that back this year with a smaller name. And I agree. I think the market's open. I still see plenty of changes coming. I think by Wednesday, it will be a whole other topic of conversation of somebody else that they have signed. Do not see anybody slowing down, especially when Omar Khan's making deals at midnight on a Saturday, which means the guy doesn't go home at all. Good for Omar Khan, I guess. It's what you get paid the big bucks for, but I was good. I was enjoying a movie. So. <laughs> Hey, thank you for messing that up, Omar. Oh, it was actually perfect timing. Like the movie, I was the first time I ever watched We Are the Millers, which eh, overrated movie. Okay. I thought it was good. Wasn't very funny though. Um, And it it literally it ended, and I looked at my phone, and as I looked at my phone, the notification popped up from (laughs) Jordan Schultz, and it was like the Steelers have agreed to a three or deal with uh, Isaac Simolu, and I was like. Wow, that is uh, crazy. It was 11.49 at night. I remember looking at the clock, and I was like, wow, thank God I didn't have that second glass of wine. <laughs> it, was a good, uh, it was a good night. So shout out Omar Khan. I still, like I said, more moves coming. We'll have plenty more to talk about. As of now, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast, and check out all of mine and Steven's work at allsteelers.com. We will be back on Wednesday, hopefully with plenty more moves to talk about. Enjoy the beginning of your week. Peace. 